Welcome to Riches in Christ Radio Ministry with Diane Kennedy. Please stay tuned at the end of today's lesson. We'll give you information on how you can acquire this week's tape, along with information about our weekly meetings and website. Now, here's Diane Kennedy. This week, we're continuing our discussion of the importance of becoming a regular systematic reader of the New Testament. That means reading it over and over again from start to finish. You don't skip around. You don't read random verses. You read it from beginning to end. I'm encouraging you to set aside 10, 15 minutes a day, or as close to that as you can get. Begin at Matthew 1, chapter, Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. Read as far as you can get in 10 or 15 minutes. Don't worry about what you don't understand. Understanding comes with familiarity, and you're reading to get familiar with it. Leave a marker where you, where you stop reading and pick up there tomorrow, and in tomorrow's session, read as far as you can get. Leave a marker where you end up and start there the next day and just keep reading. Don't get out the commentaries. Don't get out the uh, Vines Dictionary of New Testament words. Don't read the footnotes at the bottom. Just read. Get familiar with it. You can get the study books out later. You can get the commentaries out later. You can take an individual verse and sit there and meditate on just that verse later. But read to become familiar. And yesterday, I I was giving you reasons why you need to read. One reason you need to read is so that you can be transformed. See, the Bible is a supernatural book that produces transformation. God's ultimate goal in salvation is to transform sinners into holy, righteous sons and daughters who are conformed to the image of Jesus Christ or like Jesus in character and power. And God does this by the word of God and the spirit of God working in us. You were born again by the word of God and the spirit of God together working together the gospel was preached to you the word of god was preached to you you believed it and the word of god the spirit of god through the word of god born you again and now it's god's desire that you become increasingly christ-like in the way you think the way you feel and the way you act and it is the word of god that will produce this inward transformation second corinthians 3:18 says we all with open face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the lord are changed into that same image from one degree of glory to another even as by the spirit of the lord as you behold the lord in the written word the spirit of god is able to work through that word to produce inward transformation And we gave you several examples yesterday from the scripture where we're told that the word of God works in us. The word of God is actually compared to food to help us understand a supernatural process. You don't have to know how food works, but you do have to eat. You don't have to know how eating carrots helps your eyesight. I don't know if that's true or not. It might be an old wife's tale, but you know what I mean. Uh, Let's use my spinach example again. You don't have to understand how spinach gives you iron. I know spinach gives iron. You don't have to understand how that happens. You just have to eat the spinach. And if you eat the spinach, you'll be strengthened in your body. Well, if you eat the written word of God, the Bible, by reading it, you'll be strengthened 
inwardly. First Thessalonians chapter two, verse 13 says the word of God works effectively in those who believe it. Jeremiah fifteen sixteen says your words were found and I did eat them and your words were unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. The word of God eaten by the prophet produced joy in him. See, God works in our lives through the word of God. He works according to what we believe, and what we believe is based on what we know from the Word of God. You can't believe what you don't know. I run into Christians all the time who think they're believing the Bible. They're standing on a verse. They got a promise from God. But the verse that they're standing on has been taken completely out of context. They've got a promise for something, but it's a false expectation because they're not promised what they're believing for. I used the example yesterday in Luke 6, uh, verse, uh, verse 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. That's usually quoted at offering time to inspire people to dig deep into their pockets because, after all, Jesus Christ himself said, whatever you give, it's going to be given back to you, only it's going to be more than what you gave. Well, if you read the whole passage here, Jesus is not talking about money. He hasn't mentioned money at all. Nobody in the audience who heard him speak that day would have thought, money, if I give more, I'll get more. He was talking about what you give out relationally. Let me start in verse 35. But love your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great, and you shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together. And running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the measure you give out, it'll be measured back to you again. Whole lessons in that. But you can see clearly money is not on anybody's mind. He's saying what you give out in mercy, kindness, you'll get back. What you give out in forgiveness, you'll get back. Only it'll be running over, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Uh, Matthew 19, uh, yeah, verse 29, verses 27 through 29, Peter asked Jesus, Lord, we've left everything to follow you. What will we get for having left all? And he says, Every one of you that has forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive an hundredfold. People say, see, there it is right there. You're going to, if you give a dollar, you'll get a hundred dollars back. Jesus, if you read the whole passage, I don't have time to read it. He's telling them that in the life to come, you'll get back whatever you gave up to follow me. A hundredfold there does not mean give a dollar, get a hundred dollars. It means you'll get back over and above what you gave up. If you gave up family, you'll get it back. If you left your home, to follow me, you'll get it back in the life to come, along with everlasting life. In the life to come, you won't lose it. Nobody will be able to take it from you. Now, that's a whole can of worms for another day. But my point is you can't believe what you don't know. And God works in our lives according to what we believe. So 
without accurate knowledge from the word of God, you limit what God can do in your life. See, what you believe comes out of your perception of reality. And Christians are instructed to renew their mind or change their view of reality. A renewed mind sees reality as it truly is, according to God. And regular reading of the Bible will change the way you see things. And it will give you a framework from which to understand and deal with life. And as your view of reality changes, it'll change how you live. See, if you get to the point where you truly believe that nothing can come against you that's bigger than God, it'll give you a stability that will hold you steady no matter what comes your way. And that kind of stability comes out of reading the Bible, regular systematic reading of the New Testament. The Apostle Paul was unconquerable as he faced the challenges of uh, challenges of life. In, in Romans 8.38, he said, I have come through a process of persuasion to a settled conclusion that nothing can separate me from the love of God. Well, that kind of persuasion comes from the written word of God. One of the reasons you have a lot of fear, one of the reasons you worry a lot, one of the reasons you don't have hope is because you don't read your Bible. All those things come not from reading one verse, not from standing on the promises, but from changing the way you see things, from changing your view of reality. And that comes through reading the New Testament cover to cover over and over. See, well, let me say this before I say that. Let me talk for a few minutes about why we need to focus on the New Testament. The old, the New Testament records the fulfillment of what the Old Testament pointed to, namely the coming of Jesus. Hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 and 2. In times past, God spoke to us by his prophets, but in these last days, he's spoken unto us by his son Jesus. The first four books of the New Testament, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they're selective biographies of Jesus written so that men would believe on Jesus. That's why they're there, to show you Jesus so you will believe on him. John chapter 20, verse 31, John said, these things were written that you might believe on him and have everlasting life. The Gospels focus on his three-year ministry culminating in his death and resurrection. When all the events are harmonized, when you put them in order without repeating anything or leaving anything out, they only cover about very about 50 days. It's a very selected, selective picture of Jesus. But they are a record of Jesus' words and works. They show us who Jesus is. See, Jesus is God and shows us God. He was and is the will of God in action. He himself said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, because I only do what I see my Father do. If you want to know Jesus more, if you want to know him better, read the revelation of him that's given to us in the Gospels. Why were the apostles unconquerable? I don't know if you've ever read in Acts chapter 4. In Acts chapter 3, Peter and John went up to the temple to pray. Now, Jesus has gone back to heaven. They've been born again and baptized in the Holy Ghost. And there was a lame man begging for money. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And the guy was gloriously healed and a crowd gathered and Peter preached Jesus to them. Well, the temple authorities got mad 
and forbid them to speak anymore about the resurrection of Jesus. But here's my point. In chapter 4, it says that temple officials noticed the effect that being with Jesus had on them. Well, Jesus is not with us presently. He's not with us physically right now. He's with us in the person of the Holy Spirit, absolutely. But he is with us through his written word. You can spend time with Jesus in the written word, specifically the Gospels. The other, well, we're running out of time. You can spend time with the living word through the written word and be changed just as the disciples, the apostles, were changed through spending time with him when he was on this earth. The written word of God is our 100% reliable, accurate picture of Jesus. If you want to know him better, read the New Testament. More tomorrow. Amen. You have been listening to Diane Kennedy of Riches in Christ. To order this week's teaching on CD, be ready for our number coming up soon. Diane teaches locally every Friday night at 7.30 p.m. near Highway 44 in Jameson at 4720 Jameson. Praise and worship is provided by Mercy's Child before each lesson. Riches in Christ provides a website at www.richesinchrist.com where you can listen to this week's radio lesson, download years of teachings and outlines, sign up for free weekly outlines, and order Diane's book, God is Good and Good Means Good. Friends, Knowing that God is good is the single most important thing to stand on when trouble hits. If you think the trouble comes from or is allowed by God, then you need this book. For information or to order this week's lesson on CD, call us at 1-888-739-6619. Please mention today's date. Our number again is one 739 66 19.